Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jace. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, the CCA Texas Star Tournament, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, looking at weather, Galveston right now, it's 81 down on the island. Feels like 87 this morning, so temps are warming up. Looks like sunny to partly cloudy, a stray Severe thunderstorm could be possible this afternoon with a high of 86. Winds south-southwest at 10 to 20. And then tonight, some passing clouds with a stray severe thunderstorm. We've got some, uh, we'll have some storms north of us moving south later today from noon on. So kind of like what came in day before yesterday. So hope, uh, and maybe they'll deteriorate before they get here. But tomorrow, a few clouds early, otherwise mostly sunny for the day. High of 87, winds will be south-southwest, 10 to 20 miles per hour. So here come the south-southwest winds they've been calling for, and they're kind of looking like they're showing up. Looking at tides for today, we go on a four-tide schedule. We're sitting on a low right now. That occurred at 3.45 a.m. at the Galveston Channel. It was an 0.1, a high at 11.49 a.m., a 1.3, then a low this evening, 6.43 p.m. It's an 0.8. And a high tonight at 10.41 p.m., an 0.9. So the exchanges are a little weaker, but there's four of them today. 6.19 a.m. is sunrise. 8.18 p.m. is sunset. Our moon phase is 62% headed towards a new moon now. And looking at current conditions right now, offshore, the buoy out there showing uh, south-southwest at 11, gusting to 13 with 84-degree water, 82-degree air temperature, Inside in the Galveston Channel, it's southwest at 6. Eagle Point is southwest at 5. And Morgan's Point, it's southwest at 7. So that's pretty much it. It's uh, southwest wind is here. And it can be okay as long as it doesn't blow too hard. You can find areas to fish and uh, still get a decent bite once these fish get accustomed to that different flow, wind flow. So here's a guy that can... Uh, 
fill us in on that. He's got a lot of good areas he can fish on a southwest wind. I know he may not like to, but uh, he can. Bill Watkins, Sabine Lake, what's up, bud? <laughs> How are you this morning, buddy? What's happening? Oh, it's been it's been a good bite. I think I must have fished six out of eight days, maybe seven. I can't even remember. It's uh, it gets to be a blur after a while. Yes, it and does. Trouble you have trouble even remembering who you fished with two days before. <laughs> exactly. But it's uh, it, it it gets to be uh, kind of mind numbing after a while. But the bite has been real good for me. Um, I've had some interesting, interesting situations come up, uh, like a ribbon fish bite. <laughs> uh, the ribbon fish bite is an amazing thing. You know, when the tide starts running over a a, <laughs> a, uh, a reef and ribbon fish start jumping, you know that those trout are there. Ribbon fish don't usually like to just jump. Not in the no, daytime. they do when they're chasing shrimp, though. And they do when they're chasing shrimp, but these are little ones. They're like four to six inches. Oh, you got and, you got some babies, yeah. Oh man, and there was trout in there that were you know two to four pounds, good solid trout. And man. <laughs> In that current, you talk about pull. They'll pull themselves off. That's that's one situation where if you use braided line, you got to be careful. Because their their current is running so strong and the fish are so stout that they'll tear themselves off the hook if you don't you know be mindful of what what you're what you're doing. You try to reel them in too fast, yeah. you lose a lot of them. Yeah, with braid, you don't get any stretch. There's no forgiveness, and uh, you got to back off on no. the drag a little bit. Uh, definitely, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. And I have trouble getting people to to listen to me about that. <laughs> you know, they want to get them on in, and you just. I can't think people do that because they watch all these bass fishing <laughs> shows and videos where they're just, you know, your drags cranked down to like twenty, twenty three pounds, and they just winch them out of cover <laughs> and structure and come straight to the boat with them and hurry up and get them in the live well like in a tournament deal and trout's a little bit different you can't uh you can't muscle them like that especially with braid and no drag you know it uh they get a little bit bigger in that three to four pound range they'll tear out they'll they'll rip their yeah, lips out depends <clears> on where <throat> you're hooking them you know yeah and if they're not taking the bait that good or something yeah. anything unusual they'll tear off yeah, if they're lip hooked, you're going to rip the lips. You're going to tear it off. Yep. And uh, most of these fish, I don't know if it's just the current was running so fast and the bait was so quick that those trout were snatching at it. You know, they weren't. Mm -hmm. I, they may not have been able to swallow it that good. That's good for catch and release, you know. Yes. But, uh, of course, I've got that. I've got that seven-foot Laguna Devil Stick, and it's got a pretty good all-over bend to it, and more tip than anything else. But it's a good, soft, light-action trout rod. And But you really need one that's even lighter sometimes to get those fish in. But I don't use braid for 
for my bait casters. I'm, I'm strictly mono on that. And I yeah, find out too. that that little more mono forgiveness and uh, a little bit of stretch, you know. I'm using some line out of uh, California called Izor. It's really I good, high-quality line. Yeah, you ever hear of it? No, I had never heard of Izor. It, it, it's kind of a friend of mine put me on it, and I ordered some big spools of it. And the stuff is, I've been using it for about three or four years now. Um, you know, there's other good premium lines out there, but that one, you know, it's it's good high quality line and uh, not terribly expensive. <laughs> Nothing's cheap anymore, but uh, it it's got low stretch, but Man, I'm telling you, you got to be careful how you reel those fish in. And uh, the way I'm set up, I just back my drag off a little on that uh, on that C2 reel I've got, a Concept mm-hmm. 13 reel. And man, hey, it's uh, it works. You just can't rush it. You got to take your time. But it's fun catching those big old stout fish and and. Uh, and heavy current like that. Yeah, as long yeah, as it's uh, not a 20 or 25-pound redfish in that with a trout rod. Oh, my that'll... God. We got one on yesterday. Uh, it gets ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, man. That thing that thing just about spooled the reel out before we got it stopped. And then uh, it, it actually might have been a jackfish. You know, whatever it was, it finally cut the line. <laughs> and, I mean... You know, you've got 150 yards of line on your reel or more, and that thing just runs to the end of it. You can see the the knot where it's tied to the other line, the backing. <laughs> you go, well, it's either, you know, we got to stop this thing right now, slam your thumb on it, and hope. <laughs> and then you get some line stretch. With that much line out, it'll stretch a little. And sometimes you get them stopped. Sometimes, no. <laughs> You know, people don't realize how good they've got it these days with the quality of all of our tackle, you know, from oh, the grade yes. of hooks through our line and swivels, I mean, everything. And, <clears throat> well, I can remember when mono line, boy, you were afraid to, you know, really crank down on a fish or put your thumb on it because it just, it just didn't have that that <laughs> that tensile strength, you know. That's and right. And it, uh, it didn't have the good stretch. And it was uh, it was brittle and <laughs> yeah, it was, God, actually. if I could just go back in time, you know, back in the early eighties through the nineties with the land we have now, it would it have been a game changer. We broke off so many giant fish back then. I remember I was going <laughs> through thirty and forty jumping minnows a week, top waters back then because God, of inadequate land. Man, oh man. I got <laughs> Bass and Bay, old Tom, we'd go in there and buy you know, 10 and 12 dozen at a time. He said, what are y'all doing with all these baits? I said, man, my guys are breaking them off. He said, well, they need to learn how to back off on that drag. I said, "It's it, they're, everything's legit. It's just these big fish. They're just eating everybody up. And they'd, you know how they'll do that old death roll and then roll the yes. line up into the hooks and then make a run, and then, you know, the barbs would uh, cut, the, cut the line real easily. That, see, you don't see a lot of that nowadays, you know. You don't have it no. happen too much because of the quality. No, that's true. That's, uh, you're uh, you're speaking truth, old buddy. 
it's uh, that stuff. That stuff is gone by the wayside now. And, yeah. You know, you get remember back in the day when your line, you know, you'd hook a big trout and you'd get scared because you you really wanted to get that big fish in, and and you'd back way off on your drag just because of the, you know, you, you know, you just had this uh, panic about the quality of line. And you just knew if you if you put just a tad too much pressure on that big fish, he was gonna bust you off, man. Yeah, that's right. And you know, you had to use more like fifteen or seventeen pound to get. Yeah, away we were having to throw rope in some instances. That's what we call seventeen and twenty. We call it rope. Man, you fishing <laughs> with rope today? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna break anything off. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And now yeah, our 10-pound monos are as strong as the old 17s were, you know. It's just quality yeah, and innovation over the years. It's just, it's, these new guys don't know how lucky they got it. They don't. You know, that, that's, uh, that's, yeah, we've got good equipment now. Remember the old jerky you know, drags on the reels? You know, you'd look down the line and everybody would be fighting a big fish and, You'd see that rod tip go down and then jerk back up, just up and down that rod tip. <laughs> you know, with that dragon yeah, just turned loose and then he'd catch and he'd turn loose and yeah. catch. Boy, that was aggravating. A lot of times when I got a big fish on and got it up close to me waiting, I'd just push a button in and use my thumb to control the line feeding out when he'd make another run. <laughs> that now was that smoother than the drag, you know? Yes. Uh, my old Corrado two hundreds, right? Not the super free, but I had I had those old regular. Yeah, the old green creams. ones. Yeah. Yeah, and I still got uh, four out of the original six that I used for loaner reels, and the only complaint I ever had about those reels was the the drag was a little jerky. Right. Not, but you can't wear them out. No. So as far as technology on that was a bulletproof uh, bearings, reel. Oh, good grief! You could not. Uh, <laughs> I used them for I don't know, maybe six or seven years tournament fishing, and I never had one break. And it, you try that now, right? It, it, you know, you you buy a Crado E7, a 200 E7, and you might get nine months out of it, steady use like I do. Uh, and I had two of them. Beautiful reels, real smooth and everything, but they just didn't have the quality of bearings that the old ones did. So that technology is, I mean, they figured out, I think, that, uh, hey, our reels are not wearing out and we're not getting the new reel sales. So let's cheapen them up a little bit. (laughs) Well, they did. They cut some corners and it hurt their sales. Oh, it did. Uh, After those those two... E seven two hundreds up. I got nine months out of both of them, and they cratered. I said, "Okay, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm just going to move on." And sure enough, I did. I, I got Boys to doing do, the, the lose. Thirteens, uh, man. The, I've just oh. all all of mine are still operable that I've been throwing for four and five years now. So, what is your favorite? What's your favorite 13? Man, we were talking that about that in the boat Tuesday. I was using a, a, one of the new TX2s. And, yeah. uh You know, the man, that C, I don't know. Now, all-time 
out of all of them, they don't make it anymore. Remember the gray one? It was the uh, E. It was that real expensive one. Uh, I never Cliff did that uh, Buddy, you want to talk about throw. I mean, that, that reel, you can just chunk it plumb out of sight. And then they had a another one, a black one called a ball, so I don't think they make that anymore. I've still got the same one. I've had it about four years. And it was made for freshwater, so I got to really be careful with it in saltwater. And the only only flaw I've seen in that reel is the saltwater on it. It's uh, blistered my paint a little bit, you know, got a little peel in places, but uh, it's still yeah. The function of it is still incredible, but man, it's hard to say, Bill. I mean, they're all good. I, I throw the C one day, a TX and X, you know the, you know that uh, I've E got, and I've, I've, it's. Uh, it's hard to of, say. I got a couple of TX2s, yeah, and they're really great. But I think my go-to is that is C2. The C2. Yeah, that new <laughs> C2. Yeah, I it's, just uh, really like those reels. And I, the weird thing, I'm having some kind of issue now. I've had had one I've got for probably maybe over a year, and I'm having some kind of issue with it wanting to backlash a lot. And uh, huh. it, yeah, and it, it's like um, it wants to run so free. I'm having to set it on about four. Right. And uh, and it seems like you know I have one that once it kind of leveled out, I used it for about a month. Got it broke in, yeah. I got it broke in, and I backed it down to one and a half. And it works fine like that, but this other one I got to keep it set on four. I've got I've got one reel. I think it's a Z or one of them. I have to put on about three and a half, but uh, most of them one and a half seems to be my you know my comfort range. You know, yeah. As far as throwing, but, let me knock this break out, Bill. Uh, we'll okay. talk some more about that when I get right back to you. Hang on, man. Well, you know, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop. If you've never been there, go it yourself. Stop by and check it out firsthand. Whether you're having any processing done or just shopping at their meat market, this week they're double featuring their pepper, bacon, pecan, smoked sausage, and their dirty rice pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And uh, they're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section. And custom processing, they're doing all that on pigs and calves all year long. You can actually order a half calf or a hind quarter and have it processed any way you like. And wild game processing, they're making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. And you can bring something home from your hunt the whole family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville Meat Market is celebrating 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market or Meat. Is our middle name. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 421 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Bill Watkins. We were talking reels now. All right, Bill, we are back, bud. Yeah, I've had I've had real good luck with uh, my lose reels as well. Right. They, um, the even their cheaper reels are real good. They they, um, they seem to cast well, and you know you get up into the high dollar ones, they run really smooth, but. Uh, I'm I'm still looking for that magic reel that'll. Cast, I, I'm not as strong as I used to be, and trying to cast the distance cast that, you know, if I get the wind at my back, I can let her fly. <laughs> but when you're trying to throw into the wind, you know, and sometimes you have to set up where that's just the way it has to be. You can't always get the wind at your back. No, you can't. Sometimes you can't always you, get it at your back when you're yeah, trying I mean, to approach you, these fish. We had north wind yesterday. It wasn't a very strong wind, about 10 miles an hour, 12. But it was just enough to where you couldn't get the distance. And tide was going in, and I'm having to face north and throw to the north, right. you know, against the wind. And uh, I just, uh, you know. <laughs> Put old and, three-eighths uh, gumball on there and just let her fly, and it just worked it faster. <laughs> Well, That's what I do with we a lot of people fishing. that can't make that long cast. I'll put them a big old jig head on and just tell them, hold the rod tip up and turn it faster, work it quicker. Well, I had I had three adults and a kid in the boat, 12 years old, and I can't – I like to cast low to the water when I'm throwing into the wind. I'll get on the back or the front of the boat. Yeah, and that's hard to do out of the boat with people in there with you, you know. You can't, and, and – uh, I mean, I I get on the end of the boat and do a low to the water side cast, mm. you know. And, of course, my power pole was in the way. I was having to use a trolling motor. The power pole would not hold on that shell reef. No way. They no. just drag it across it. And, Time to pull you know, the old damn force out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would have been a good, a good option, but... Uh, I'm too lazy to pull that anchor anymore, so I just stuck my trolling motor in the water and put it on spot lock. And that thing, at times, it was running on eight and a half. Out Good of lord! Yeah, that's how fast the current yeah, was. Yeah, it's been current, that way. Man. Yeah, it, it's been that way for a while now. On the it has with tide. these two tide days, man. And uh, we go yeah. back to four today, so the currents are going to be weaker. And that's going to help, some, especially you know, you know here where we fish on our channel areas. That tide was moving so fast, we have so much silt in the bay over our reefs and everything that it just oh, yeah. 
it's just rolling up all these big old mud clouds. And it just, man, it matters. <laughs> After it runs about an hour, that water's just unfit to fish in. You have to come back later when it uh, slows down, and then you can get those yeah. fish going when that water starts to clean up just a little bit. That's right. And uh, that's that's what that's what you have to do. Uh, and But yesterday it wasn't like that. It was, uh, water was a little off color, but not anything like what you're talking about. The mud clouds wasn't rolling over the reef, but some of the spots I'm fishing are uh, the waters. It, there's a reverse current. You know, you get you get on some of the areas close to the bank, and you'll get a reverse current going, an eddy, and that actually, you know, where that the two currents meet, there's always going to be some fish. If it's you know, if you got some kind of object, you can. Uh, set up on like a, a drop off or something like that. Uh, in those areas, it, the tide wasn't a problem. Uh, and but on those open right in the middle of the channel funnel points and stuff, you got to wait till it till the tide idles down a little bit. Right. It starts getting up to full high and slows down, and then those fish will activate. But it's uh, you know, I'm I'm. I'm all over the map here talking about reels and casting and and then back to <laughs> my, my brain runs crazy on this stuff. Uh, well, there's so much you, there's so much to talk about in so little time, you know. It just uh, that's right. try to try to cover it. I know the drill. It is, yeah, but it's uh, it it definitely was uh, the fishing was good all week. Um, and I mean, yesterday it was not as good as it was the day before, but the fish were actually uh, the average size was way better. Uh, I don't know what what causes that, but uh, day before yesterday it was you know I bet we caught fifty fish and threw a lot of them back. You know, after we got got the the limit for my two people, I just started throwing them back. That's that was enough. And it's really nice fish, but I don't, I don't even know how many we caught. A bunch. Right. <laughs> Catch and release. Just have fun with it. Oh yeah. Experiment. Try to figure out what to, what'll catch and what won't. Uh, but it was definitely on those ribbon fish. That that one spot. You, you needed to match the hatch. Uh, that that's what they wanted was something that was uh, long and long and lean and something close to. It didn't matter about the color as long as it had a lot of sparkle in it. Mm -hmm. But we found out the uh, that four and five inch K Wiggler ball tail that was close enough to what those ribbon fish looked like and uh, seemed like white with uh, sparkle was the was the better choice and you just put that out there and shake it and you know it didn't matter where you cast your cast was going to go down current didn't matter what you did about it and a lot of the bites were right behind the boat and then you had to <laughs> fight them up current right that, that was an interesting that's been an interesting uh deal we've had and that's a, that's a little unusual you don't usually get that all the time but you start seeing ribbon fish jumping, and little ones, 
get ready. Let's try it around there. They just absolutely love to eat them. Let's put them up on the deck, and uh, you, <laughs> you just figure this and try it around there. You see yeah, these that. summer months we're into now, you know, along our channel, you'll see those big ribbon fish, you know, the foot-and-a-half, two-foot-long ones jumping out of the water, yeah. chasing them big old white shrimp. And uh, yeah. <laughs> steer clear of them unless you want to catch bull reds. Boils, bull reds, get on them ribbon fish. Oh, I mean, it's, Lord. It's, I uh, think everybody likes to eat those ribbon fish, you know? I guess. But, uh, <laughs> everything likes them. Yeah. Uh, just they got too much flash for their own good. They do. I think the real name of those things is cutlass fish. Cutlass fish, yeah. Yeah, cutlass fish. Silver and eels. They do. Some of them, some people call them silver eels. Yeah. Ribbon fish. My yeah. grandma always called them ribbon fish. I'll never forget the time yeah. she got bit on the end of the thumb by one, and I didn't think she'd oh, ever gosh. stop bleeding. <laughs> she wasn't even on blood back some... then. She about to bleed to death oh, from Lord. a ribbon fish bite. I mean, it just... <laughs> Talk about That's it. terrible. Hey, just look at the mouth of one. Yeah, stick your finger oh, near yeah. that. And let them, and this thing just reached out and bit her on the end of the thumb. It was nasty. I have been bit by those, a bigger one. And man, it, uh, it's like you say, they get that tooth in there. That's going in. They got them. That's uh, they got like them. sticking your finger in a flounder's mouth. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got uh, they got some kind of blunt looking teeth, but they got a lot of them going in every direction. Yeah, they do, and they hurt. Yeah, they do. Not as bad. And they as will they bite you. Just be sore the next day. Yep. Well, Bill, uh, you fishing today? Nope, I am off today. Uh, oh, you need to rest up, man. Lick your wounds. Yeah. Get ready for another run. Another run, yeah, it'll happen. It will. It comes in sets this time of year. Yeah, we're sick, you, man. You'll be you'll be blank for two, three, four days, and then you just get covered up. <laughs> All I, right, I don't buddy. know what causes that. <laughs> it's just the way it comes. Comes in spurts. If somebody wants to call you about going fishing with you, Bill, give them a number, my friend. 409-673-9211. Or fishsabinelake.com. Yes, sir. Well, Bill, you have a good one. It's always good talking to you and uh, get you some rest and get ready for the next run, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Have a good weekend. See you. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And I need to take a moment to talk about the 34th Annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. And it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. This tournament started Memorial Day weekend. It'll run all the way through Labor Day. You have all summer to fish for over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. They have 120 tagged redfish swimming around in inshore Texas waters just waiting to be caught by that one lucky fisherman. And uh, there's other inshore species to fish for like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Just go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA tar Star Tournament's brought to you by great sponsors like Whataburger, Showwater Boats, Mustang Cat, Dargle Boats, Haney Boats, Chris's Marine, and McLean Trailers, just to name a few. Go to startournament.org 
or call 713-626-4222 and get signed up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 433 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe and check in with the fish dude this morning, see what he's up to. Richard, good morning. How you doing, man? You know I'm good, Mickey. You know I'm good. Just got through catching bait, getting ready to clean this boat. And right now, just soaking up this breeze that's blowing. We finally got some wind. Yeah. Uh, you don't have a lot night. up there, though, do you? What is it, southwest? No, it's, it's about, yeah, southwest, and it's probably about five to six miles an hour. But the, yeah. yeah. It's better than that zero. I mean, good. Right. Night. That, that was horrible. Yesterday, we just we finally said, this is too much. So we just came on in with 35 catfish, limited out on them hybrids. But them catfish, we were sitting there, and it's, there was no wind at all, and it just it was cooking us. I know. It gets miserable. Oh, my gosh. And that's why it's, I love it, because this, this little breeze is great. I mean, it's, we ain't had hardly any wind in the past three weeks. I mean, it's, that's crazy. Yeah, if you it's know, calm so, down here on the coast, I know y'all are smothering up in them piney woods, man. Yeah, I guarantee you, over at Rayburn especially, boys. Rayburn's the absolute worst when it's dead it, calm. Then, but it is. You, you may, well, Livingston, too. I mean, both well, those lakes, they, you can just burn up on them. Oh, there ain't no doubt. I mean, the thing about Rayburn is they got so many of them tall, tall pine trees that it just locks in that humidity right there on the water. And it won't. It ain't going away. And then you get all your gnats and everything else going around, so. 
them gnats drive me crazy over there sometimes. Get them, uh, I don't know what they are, just a big old, you'll be sitting out there fishing a big old, look around and your head's covered completely with gnats. You can see them, just a wall of them out there. And it's like, dang it, get out of here. But, and then over here, you don't hardly get that on Conroe. But, but I remember like years ago, I went up to Cedar Creek and that's the first, uh, that and Richland Chambers, I think was my first encounter with those Buffalo gnats, they bite the heck out of you. Leave whelps on you. Can't buffalo gnats, is that what you call them? Buffalo gnats? Yeah, that's what I call them. I don't know what they, everybody right. call them buffalo gnats because they bite the heck out of you. I mean, it's, and you couldn't hardly see them, but they'd bite you and leave a whelp. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it'd be like the size of a, a dime almost. It, that's what kind of, they were mean. So, I don't like to say I always heard them called buffalo nets. I don't know what the heck they really were, but, but it was a that was a weird one because and I think forks got them too. I just they they'll bite the heck out of you. And then down here, all you got to worry about is mayflies. And give you mayflies hit you all the time on this lake. The mayfly, I don't know what they do. They hatch a lot around here. When they do, then your boat gets covered up. They'll when they hit the like water, they turn green. They just dissolve, they melt and stuff, you know. And it's, so you got that nasty junk all over the boat. But yeah, I don't know. I just I'm ready to get back out there and see what these fish are going to do with a little breeze today. And I think I, we're going to try hybrids and catfish again today. I think so. That's uh, I just hope this breeze keeps going. The other day, I think it, I think it's Thursday. It blew a little bit in the morning, and then it just quit. And it's like goodness, it's horrible again. But it's like I say, while it's blowing, I'm going to soak it up because it's still kind of warm out here, no matter what. Those hybrids made a move on me yesterday anyway. I was, I was, I was sitting out there fishing for them, and I'm going, what the heck? They've been here every dang day, and I can see them on my depth finder. Can't get on the bike. I had to, they came up five feet. So they moved up in the water column five feet. I was catch, I've been catching them in 20 foot of water. I had to come up 15. So, and that that's when I'm saying 15, people don't understand those hybrids, and that's that's uh, why I catch so many of them. They don't feed on the bottom. If you're underneath those fish, you're not going to catch them. They won't, they won't they'll, go they'll down. come up on a bait before they'll go down on one. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, I'm sitting out there in 30 foot of water fishing 15 foot deep. Well, and so, crappie get the same way. They'd rather come they up. Do. They're not going to swim down and, buy, you know, eat a minnow or a jig. They're going to swim up to eat it. Most uh, most of the time. That's, that's why the exactly bite's so light do. because they're swimming up with it when you, when right. you just feel them pick it up. Yep, that, you know that's the thing right there, and and that's what a lot of people don't understand is is like the light bite on a crappie is generally because they're coming up with it. You know, exactly. That's just what they do, and even these catfish have started doing it because you know I was talking about that thermocline getting in the lake. Uh-huh. Well, they've. They've started coming off the bottom periodically throughout the day. You just got to pay attention to your depth finder. Like I'm sitting on one of my spots in 18 to 20 foot of water. It's sitting on a little underwater point right off the main main river channel. And uh, I can sit there and start off, and we're catching them on the bottom. All of a sudden, they quit, and I look at my depth finder. They came up three feet off the bottom. You know, so you, you drop it down there and reel it up one or two cranks and hold it right there, and they'll thump the heck out of it, and then, Next thing you know, boom, they're right back down at the bottom again. So it's it's just one of them things where when they slow down, just kind of pay attention to what's going on on your depth finder. You'll, you'll see them move. It's, you know, there's the hybrids did it to me several years ago, 
is how I started noticing because I was fishing in the afternoon, and it was just before dark. And we, I was sitting on this one spot, and we we had quite a few of them already. We started out catching them. We're in, our overall depth was like 52 feet. Started out catching them in in uh, 20 foot down, and then the sun started going down a little bit. All of a sudden, they made a move. They moved up five feet, so I moved up to 15 feet, and then uh, they quit quit there. And then just as the sun was getting ready to go down, they made a move to 10 feet, and I moved up to them and caught them. We kept catching them. We just had to keep moving up with them. So he's watching the depth finders the key on, on this lake anyway for catching hybrids and, and pretty much anything. I mean, good night. Yeah. The catfish, you, yeah, generally you can find them anywhere, you know, just find you a channel break or something like that. And you don't, for the most part, you don't have to really look for them. I mean, they're everywhere. But they will slow down in the deeper water with this overcline happening so they're going to be and then plus we got the spawn fixing to come in you know here in the next month or two because i noticed quite a few of them are loading up with eggs right now so right it's uh it's not going to be long they're they're getting ready so it's like i say it's just one of those things you just have to make that move when they move and just pay attention to you well, never wipe the catfish out they just uh oh, no. prolific. they just they well they spawn at least three times a year yeah I get you it know, so they do. So I mean, there's you can't, you can't. You, there's no way you could get them all. No way. I don't think you could take everybody in Houston, put on this water, and, and catch catfish, and you still ain't caught them all. I mean, there's that many of them. Ain't knock a dent in them. No, I mean it's and it's just incredible. I mean, Livingston the same they, way, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. But you know, I was talking to a game warden the other day, and and Livingston is a funny funny bird. He said, "He said there's within within a ten mile stretch on on Livingston, like being the lake below the dam, and then another section in there that there you got three different size limits on the catfish, right? Now I don't I don't know exactly what all the numbers are, but you know, like over here, you can keep one of them over thirty inches, and you you keep what five? I think it's five over over twenty. Well, I don't hardly catch those that are 20 inches, and those over 30 are picture and release fish for me anyway for the most part because mm-hmm. I just throw them big ones back. But over at Livingston, I think you can keep like five of them, and this is above the dam in the river. You can right. keep five of them over 30 inches and stuff like that. But then below the dam, it changes, and then there's another, like, like I say, there's another section in there somewhere. It changes. <laughs> so you really got to gotta keep up on your on your regulations on Livingston especially yeah. around the dam area. You know, the main river, the, the main lake, it's got one regulation below the dam's got another. So it's just, it's just kind of a weird thing. So, But, you know, that's that's the thing, you know. But those catfish, you know, what gets me over there is, you know, you can keep all those fish. You can keep 50 of them and stuff like that, and it's been that way forever. A lot of people always always think it's 25. Nope, it's fit, always been 50. Since I was young, it's been 50 over there. So, but over here, 25, and then, you know, you got your, your various size limits that the only above size your is all you right. got to keep count of. You know, you ain't got to keep no track of anything below 20 inches as long as you got your numbers right on total, 25 a person on this lake. And then them goofy old crappie, I mean, that's, they was just killing me this year. But I got on one brush pile last, I think it was Sunday, I got on one little brush pile. We caught about a dozen off of it. Just had to sit there. 
I moved a, I moved around to a couple of different ones and went right back to the one we were catching them off of because we we had it set right, pulled up there and just dropped down on them with them little bass sassing jigs. And the thing that kills me is the color. It's that green monster color on that on that little panfish assassin bait I'm using. Uh-huh. And it's just green. I mean, it's it's like a blade of grass is what it looks like. And you drop it down there, and they, they knock the fire out of it. I mean, it, it's it's almost exactly the same color as the water. So it's what that, I, it just surprises me that they hit it. And it's, uh, it's just weird. I don't, you know, I'm used to chartreuse and stuff like that, white chartreuse, black chartreuse, anything with chartreuse. Then all of a sudden I drop a green jig down there, and they just, I catch more of them on it than I do. I was doing that the other day. Just drop a minute down there, they wouldn't touch it. You drop a shad down there, they wouldn't touch it. Put that little green jig down there, thunk, thunk. It's like, good night. This is just, that's just wrong. But, I mean, I enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but, you know, for for the most part, a minnow is going to beat every bait out there when it comes to crappie fishing. It just is. I mean, that's what they eat. So when you drop a little jig like that down there and they start thumping on it and, and just totally bypass a minnow, it's unreal. It just blows my mind. I don't know why they do that because it's just it makes no sense I, unless it's just too big of a minnow or something. I don't know. I mean, it's, but I had three different minnows and shad out there the other day, and the only thing that was catching them was a jig. So I just tied a jig on everybody. Uh, why not? That's the way yeah. to do it. If they're going to hit jigs, we're going to fish with jigs. So that's, that's what you do. And then those cropping, you know, what's funny about them is fishing a jig, you, you typically want to move it. Uh, not not on these goofy crappie. You, if, if you can hold it perfectly still, they'll hit it. I mean, that's, that's the weirdest thing. You drop it down there, get it right above the brush, just sit there and hold it. And all of a sudden, it feels like somebody thumping on it. Just a big thump, and then set the hook, come on up with him. It just it blows me away, though. I love that thump. <laughs> Whenever it's, and like over at Raver, when you get the cast at them, you know, because I'm pulling right up on the brush pile and dropping straight down pretty much. When you get the cast at them and you start that countdown, you know, 1,001, 1,002, and get all the way to whatever depth you're going to let it go to. And as it gets down there to that depth, you see that line jump. Oh my goodness, that's that's it. I, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. That gets me. When you see that line jump about a foot, it's like, oh heck, that's a good one right there. Can't beat that rascal. There ain't no doubt. So, and I'm just I'm just ready to get this get see what this summer's gonna hold because it looks like it's gonna get hot as a firecracker here now. this week, next week. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I think they're calling for the mid 90s. So. Water temperature's already way the heck up, 85 degrees already. So it's good night. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild one anyway. Right. Because it's well, starting early. I saw uh, saw some videos yesterday of on the beach over around the uh, mouth of the Brazos River is the biggest shad kill you've ever seen in your life. It is was. Is that nasty. what that was? Yeah. Did you see all that? I, my wife showed me a picture. I said, where in the heck is that? And she, I read it a little bit. said, Brazos. I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, I, it's the mouth I, of the Brazos there on the beachfront. You know, it's uh, oh oxygen, oxygen depletion. You know, they those shad, and they look like good-sized ones, big ones. And yes. they, just, they get in these tight schools and get that big, you know, they just yep. deplete all of the oxygen out of the water. 
and uh, yeah. especially with these warmer temperatures now, and they just that, they're their own the worst thing. enemy. They just die. They off. really are. That's I mean that's amazing how because that was some big shed that looked like some big gizzard sheds what it looked like to me. So it's uh, but I mean good night. That's 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 the thing you know I tell people all the time water's water's kind of like it's just like air when it comes to breathability right. Mm. So you got if like if you go in your bedroom set you. Set your uh, thermostat in the house at 85 degrees. You ain't gonna be able to go to sleep because it's you can't breathe. It's hot. And then uh, you go in there and set it to 65. You're gonna sleep better than you ever slept because you bundle up. You got more oxygen in cold air than you do in hot air. Same way with water. You got more oxygen in cold water than you do hot water. So those fish are way more active in cold water than they are in hot water. You know, right. for the most part. Now you get white bass and hybrids that. They're just off the off the hook anyway. You know, white bass on Livingston be schooling on the surface. Should be doing it today. You know, it's a little bit looks like maybe a little overcast. Um, they ought to be coming up on the surface like crazy over there. And then over here, every once in a while you get it. But when it's typically when these water temperatures get so high, you know, I don't know why they do it when they get these high water temperatures, but they'll they'll come to the surface like that a lot. So. Right now, I'm seeing a ton of yellow bass on top, and that's about all I'm seeing. But it's, uh, you know, Conroe has a fistful of those dang little yellow bass. A lot of people haven't even heard of them. But that's, they're not a white bass. They're not, you know, they're they're a yellow bass. It's just, it's a different bird. And they're bait thieves. That's all they are, just a bunch of dang old bait thieves. <laughs> I mean, that's, that just kills me because they're, they're, if, you drop a, if you drop too small of a bait down there, they're going to kill you. It doesn't matter, and you can't hardly get them hooked up because they'll they'll just sit there and strip all all the skin off of your shad. You pull him up, and he's just skin. Like goodness, it's like the color or something. I don't know what it is because they suck all the scales off of them. And then you got constantly changing baits, and every once in a while you'll catch one of them goofy rascals. Then we're catching them drum out here with these hybrids too. So that's that's kind of that's a different thing too. The freshwater drum, they uh. Been catching some, you know, four and five pounds out there when I'm hybrid fishing. And even catching some pretty nice blue cats from time to time. Heck, yesterday we had a we had a blue cat that was oh, he's probably about four pounds and then even caught a largemouth that was about two and a half. So, it's, you know, they're out there running with them, with them hybrids and stuff right now. Everything is because they're chasing bait. Right. So, they're going to be on the bait, everything, just – you know that's something. That's the way it is in salt water in the summertime. You know, several different species of fish will, uh, you know, gang up together on on schools of bait like that. Whether it's shrimp or shad, glass minnows, what have you. You know, whatever the yeah. food source is, you're going to get a mixture of species. Yeah, it's amazing to see too, because you think, oh, I'm most food is food, brother. <laughs> food, food. That's right. They don't care. They don't. They want to get it all. That's all they want to do. And I mean, it's. It, They'll chase the heck out of it out there in open water, and just nobody where nobody would think they'd be at too. What's so the biggest crazy. What's the biggest blue you caught so far this year in Conroe? So far, the biggest one I've had has only been about eighteen pounds. I ain't had anything real big this year yet, and I don't. It's kind of weird because normally I'd I'd have one at least thirty by now. Yeah, I ain't caught one uh, yet. I usually hear you know. Anywhere from thirty yeah. to fifty pounders, pretty frequent, you know. For oh yeah, there's they're pretty common. This year, I haven't run across them. Well, yet, they hadn't so died off or left. I mean, they're still there. Oh, I guess no. y'all may just have so many catfish you can't get to them bigger ones. 
and that may be what it is, you know. And a lot of, you know, a lot of times the, the places, some of the places I fish, they're there. I mean, it's and I'll see them on my on my side imaging whenever I'm looking at it, because it's uh, you'll see them coming in. I mean, it's when when you spot those big ones, you know them, because they just leave big shadows on your side imaging, and mm-hmm. you you know, typically what's what'll happen is and I, when I'm out there on on a couple of these spots, they'll actually blow bubbles up. You'll see bubbles come up beside your boat. Right. Depending on the size of the bubble, will tell you how how big your fish is. I saw a couple yesterday when we were sitting out there, and they looked like they might have been ten, twelve pound fish just by the bubbles. When you get those big twenties and thirties, they'll leave a bubble that's about <laughs> about the size of a silver dollar will come up. Right. I always thought so, that was turtles doing that. <laughs> no, not on my not on my catfish spot. Not on my catfish spot. So it's, it's a always, turtle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, for the most part, that, like over in the river, uh, it, like Trinity River, it'd be, it'll be a turtle or a gator. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. And then them, them goofy old carp will shuffle around in that mud down there, too, But and buffalo over there. But Speaking but them, of bubbles, man, did you see that uh, that tiger shark attack in Egypt off the beach? I did I didn't see that at all. It, somebody but, put it on Facebook yesterday. It was floating around. I'd seen it a couple of days before. Somebody sent it to me, but man, uh, that makes you not even t- want to get in the water, man. I tell you uh, what, those tiger sharks—they're—they're they're evil. They're—they're they're evil. Even well, a bull's you know, actually bull, more dangerous bull. than a tiger, but uh, man, for but whatever tiger, reason, this tiger shark wanted this guy. He ate him. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's that's. The thing about the bull shark is mean because he can go in the river, he can go in the ocean, do all that stuff. But his teeth ain't near like a tiger shark. There, I mean, there's a distinct difference in their teeth. Well, a tiger I don't want to find out like about he, any of them's teeth. I don't want <laughs> you and me both. I don't want nothing to do with them. I guarantee uh, you. No, there sir. ain't no doubt. That's like them stingrays. I had a guy tell me the other day. He says, "Yeah, I got stung by one of them." He says. I felt him wrap that tail around my wherever his leg. You can feel it wrap around your leg, and they'll just pull it into you. They'll pull their bar right into you. I've never been, and don't want to be. <laughs> and that just don't even sound good. I mean, when you could, uh, uh-uh, not me. That's I don't like that at all. I mean, that's, I always, I always was told you shuffle. It's a high shuffle. I don't pick my feet up and walk because I almost, I don't want to step on one of those rascals, but it's. You shuffle them feet and make sure they get out of your way. Because I used to, I used to wade a lot down there in Rockport. I mean, it's a lot. Every I'd spend at least a week and a half down there every year wading, and it's that's all I did. You know, and it's like okay. And then finally, I just got to where I just stayed around here too much. Then right. got all that stuff in 2010. Got all that flesh eating bacteria, so it kind of slowed it down a lot in the bays. But I still go way offshore. I, I mean, it's uh, I'm gonna go no matter what. I got you. That's, that's the thing. All fish right, Richard, I gotta run, buddy. If uh, somebody wants to come up and fish with you on Conroe, give them some info how they get in touch with you. All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com dot com, or just check out the webpage fishdudetx.com. dot com. All right, buddy. Well, Richard, have a good weekend. Catch him up. Watch that weather coming down from the north today. It's, it's going to come again like it did day before oh, yesterday. Okay. And there, it's right, supposed well, to have some pretty that. good hail and winds in it, so you be careful out there. I, 
I hear you, brother. I appreciate that. All right, brother. Have fun. Richard, have a good one, man. See you. Yes, sir. Y'all too. Bye. All right. That's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. And I apologize. We had trouble getting a hold of Charlie this morning. I think there's some phone issues or something. And uh, it's no big deal. We'll get him next week. But uh, that's the reason we didn't talk to Charlie this segment. So we're going to go ahead and take our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.